Welcome Inside the Vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind Arjun Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and is for serious entrepreneurs only. Today, in a lesson from the Lawyers MBA webinar series produced by Daniel's Head Insurance Agency, Arjun provides practical advice on how to protect your mindset and raise your standards. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjan is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjan, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjun's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun, and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. practical matter, what can all of your clients begin doing to start making their business better by fixing their mindset? That was your question, right? Yes. All right. There, there's there's three things you can do. Uh, and, I, and I'm trying to avoid the fourth and the fifth because the fourth and the fifth are obviously too self-serving. Um, obviously, you know what that is. Um, the first thing you can do, this is very, very simple to do cost you zero dollars to do. You don't need to sign up for any program. You don't need to download anything. You don't need anyone's help to do this. It's very, very, very simple to do. It's very powerful. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, guarantee you that if you do this in 90 days, you will see opportunities around you. Like everything will be a brighter color the food will taste better. The air will smell fresher. The business opportunities will suddenly become more apparent to you if you'll just do this one thing. Dre, I have shared this with thousands of law firm owners, and I got to tell you, most of them won't do it, even though it's free. You ready for this one? What is it? Turn off the news. Stop receiving the newspaper if you receive the newspaper. Delete all of your apps that feed you the news. Don't watch TV. Don't listen to talk radio. Turn, do everything you can to to protect your mindset from the news. I promise you nothing is going to happen in the world uh, because you're not aware of it, you know? Well, I I just thought that if I was immersed in the news, somehow the world leaders would make different decisions. They don't care what you think about what they're doing. You immersing yourself, you bombarding your mindset with negativity is not going to change the world. For 90 days, go on a diet. Just try, try. To, to shut yourself off from the news for 90 days. And you'll see how much you still know about the world because even though you try, you can't keep it all out. And that's when you're trying to keep yourself protected 
from the news because the news isn't news. The news is sensationalism. You know, back in the day when we had like five uh, broadcast stations and one or two daily local newspapers, and that was it, the people who produced the news had to be selective and editorial about what qualified as news. Now we've got, I've lost count of how many 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, quote-unquote, news stations. And like anything that will grab your attention now qualifies. And it just, it's messing with your mindset. I promise you, if you'll just go 90 days and try to cut yourself off from the news, your law firm will be more profitable. Guarantee it. Number two, um, stop telling other people about your plans. Stop telling other people about your goals. Stop telling other people about your dreams. Just keep it to yourself for 90 days. Think about it, journal about it, daydream about it. Don't tell anyone about it. Um, Third, only hang around with people who have already accomplished in business what you want to accomplish in business. Don't hang around with a bunch of people for the next 90 days who are where you're already, who are where you're at now. And the blind are leading the blind, trying to figure out how to get to the next step. Those are three things you can do um, that are free. Well, I think that those actually, it's, you know, it's tough to fill a bucket if you keep having leaks in it. But when you have the negative input, it's like a hole in the bucket. When you have the negative friend or whatever, like it's a hole in the bucket. By just limiting some of the exposure to those things, it allows you to fill that bucket, you know, significantly easier uh with less negative inputs i I don't know your audience that well and and i'm going to take a risk of saying something that i hope doesn't offend you or your audience okay do it i would use a different analogy do it yeah it's hard to fill a bucket with clean drinkable water when everyone's standing around pissing in the bucket (laughs) yeah fair it's a it's a a good representation of it. <laughs> they're just filling it with their own excuses and they're filling it with their own self-limiting beliefs. And they're filling it with their own reasons for why they can't, why they don't, why they haven't fill in the blank. And they're literally enrolling you. And they're not doing this to be jerks. They're not doing this to hurt you. They're doing it because they can't help themselves but do it. They're enrolling you in their stories. And you're either agreeing with their stories or you're disagreeing with their stories. And I know you agree with their stories. I don't know all of your audience. I don't know anyone in your audience, but I know that you agree with the stories of the people you hang around with all the time. Because if you weren't agreeing with their stories, you wouldn't be hanging around with them all the time. 100%. You'd be disinvited from the next meeting. The um, one of the things I think I want to just shift gears slightly here uh, and discuss one of the concepts around mindset that uh, a mutual friend of both of ours um, has talked a lot about. It's becoming more and more popular, and that's the uh, the psychological discussion around future self. So probably one of my best friends in the world, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, mutual friend of yours, 
um, talks a lot about future self. And I think the easiest foray into this and how I want to tie it to mindset is this. If most people were to look at yourself and like say, 10 years from now, are you going to be a significantly different person than you are today? Most people would be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I, I won't change that much. But if you were to look back at yourself 10 years prior, how much have you changed in the last 10 years? And I think a lot of that is due to the fact of, you know, humans in general lack imagination, uh, lack the perspective of who their future self can necessarily be. Uh, and I think it's sort of a good example uh, tying back to mindset of, you know, if I am an attorney and I want to go craft or create my future self um, and I want to, you know, live a better life, give my kids a better life, uh, reverse the negative uh, you know, patterns that I may be, I, I may be in. Um, I, I could, I could talk to Ben's teaching, but anything in particular law practice wise that you would say around creating their future self when it comes to running the practice, is that better goal setting? Is that, uh, you know, creating the business plan, like you mentioned, but where, what, what are your thoughts around that? First of all, every good lawyer knows that the beginning of every contract has to start with definitions. So let's get clear on some definitions of some words, okay? Yeah. Goals. Goals are the things we aspire to. We stretch to reach our goals. We aspire to reach our goals. Uh, We dream of reaching our goals. Most of us don't achieve all of our goals because goals are meant to stretch us. Standards. Standards are what we tolerate. We aspire to live up to our goals, but in reality, we live down to our standards. If my minimum standard is $100,000 of income, I'm never going to earn less than $100,000 of income because that's my minimum standard. And I'm going to always do something to keep it above $100,000. If my minimum standard is a million dollars of personal income from my business, I'm never going to earn less than a million dollars from my business because I'm always going to start taking action when when things get down to that level, right? If my minimum standard is a half a glass of water, then I'm never going to let it get to below a half a glass of water before I start refilling the glass. If my minimum standard is a quarter of a glass of water, then I'll let it go down past a half a glass to a quarter of a glass. If my minimum standard is a little drop of water, then I'll let it go down past a quarter of a glass down to, you understand what I'm saying by standards? Absolutely. So most people completely misunderstand what standards are. They say, I want to have higher standards. <clears throat> well, then have higher standards. Um, rules. Rules are the instructions that we use to try to achieve our goals. So standards, goals, rules. People get these things all mixed up. All right. As a practical matter, start with taking inventory of your standards. What is your minimum standard for uh, a file? Uh, Every file as a minimum standard must, I'm making this up, uh, 
comply with a, a, a naming convention, a file naming convention. Any file that doesn't comply with this objective naming convention is below my standard and unacceptable, and I not I must do something about it, even if that means firing the person who won't maintain my standard because it's below my standard. Uh, what is my minimum standard for uh, number of cases in inventory? If my minimum standard is 100 active cases in inventory, I'm never going to let it get below 100 cases. When it's 150, it's above my standard. It might not be to my goal of 200, but it's above my minimum standard of 100, and that's okay. It gets to 140, it gets to 130, it gets to 120. I'm keeping track of this. I see that I'm getting danger. I'm trending dangerously close to falling below my minimum standard. And before that happens, I take action to improve it. Um, what is my minimum standard for staff performance? Well, that requires key key performance indicators and objective performance measurement tools. Uh, but what I'm getting at is get clear on the difference between your goals and your standards and your rules and begin, forget about your goals. For, just forget about your goals for a while. Focus on your standards. What are your actual minimum standards? And if you don't like them, improve them. And, you know, um, I think it was uh, Leonardo da Vinci who said when he was carving statues out of stone, he said, "My, I see the statue in, I see the, the form in the stone. And my job is to remove everything that doesn't belong. If this is your standard, then your job is to not tolerate anything that is inconsistent with or below this standard. Even if that means having uncomfortable conversations with staff, even if that means doing, uh, have, making, making tough phone calls to clients, even if that means uh, you know, other people are going to be uncomfortable. If it's below my standard, it's non-negotiable. Costs you no money to do this, by the way, and will make your law firm instantly more profitable. It just requires a certain mindset that most people are unwilling to adopt. So that's, you primarily touched on the difference between goals and standards. How would you define rules in relation to that then? Rules are just the instructions that I use to try to achieve my goals. Okay. It's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great framework. Um, I like by the it. Way, a lot of people follow rules that they never even gave five minutes of thought to. Give an example. Someone, they follow rules that someone else gave them. Did you say, for example? Yeah. Give, give an example. Uh, every single example of racism, homophobia, or any other discrimination is basically uh, can be traced back to a set of rules that are, that are, that are handed down to a person by someone else. And the person never really thought through or examined or, or, or gave critical thought or judgment or analyzed the rule. They just accepted it. Yep. Good example. Um, One of the things that you talked on uh, just a second ago is having, hard conversations around your standards 
um, and you know whatever it takes as you as you raise these standards. The natural inclination of any individual is to be liked by those around them. So, what is the mindset shift or thought or tweak that you recommend uh, when it comes to turning off that desire with either internally with their staff or you know as well maybe externally with either colleagues or clients? This is easier said than done. Let me tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Um, whenever we are brought into a law firm that is struggling, at the root of the problem is always, it's never not, it's always the owner of the law firm is using the firm to get love get security, or get self-esteem. Wherever we find a problem, we find the owner of the law firm using the law firm to get love, get security, get self-esteem in some way, shape, or form. Wherever we find the owner of a law firm using the law firm to get love, get security, get self-esteem in some way, shape, or form, we're going to find a problem in the business operations of the law firm that lead to cash flow problems, staff turnover problems, working too many hours problems, burnover problems, work-life balance problems, malpractice problems, you name it. Conversely, wherever we find a law firm thriving, doing really well, we always find that the owner of the law firm is using the law firm in that area to give love, give security, give self-esteem. So what, what I tell our members all the time. And, you know, we have over 600 law firms that we manage. I don't pretend like I know them all personally on a first name basis. Sure. Uh, that, that is, that, that would be, that would be great, but I, I don't. Um, but what I tell them, and, and it used to, it used to be, it used to be really funny when I would do this. Because I would I would have a, an audience of you know fifty or hundred or two hundred of our members, and new members would be there, and I'd say, look, I'm not here to be your friend. I might wind up being the best friend you ever had if I help you achieve your goals, but I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to get my love from you. I'm not here to get my self esteem from you. I'm not here to get my security from you. I'm here to give you love, give you security, give you self esteem, and help you achieve your goals even if you hate me for it along the way. And then the funny part would be, and I'd say, raise your hand if at some point along the way in our journey, you have hated me, like really been angry with me and hated me and maybe said some really nasty things about me. And like the whole audience, 100, 200 law firm owners, they all laugh and they raise their hand. And then, you know, we kind of like take turns and tell stories about at various points along the way where they just hated me. Because I was telling them things they didn't necessarily want to hear. And I was holding them to standards that they weren't used to being held to. And I, you know, it's not easy to manipulate me because I'm not here to get my love from you. And it's not easy to uh, bribe me because I'm not here to get my security from you. And I'm not, you know, it's not easy to intimidate me because I'm not here to get my self-esteem from you. And, and, um, so look, I mean, this is why mindset is so important and it never ends and it never stops, but I'll say this, 
wherever you're having a problem in your in your in your law firm, if you're having a problem with marketing, somewhere somehow in your marketing, you're using your marketing to get love, security, self-esteem, or you're using it to protect your self-esteem uh, or protect your images of security. Uh, if you're having a problem with with financial controls or cash flow or staff, wherever you're having a problem in your law firm, take a hard look. And there's something that you're unwilling to do that you feel threatens your love, security, or self-esteem. And if you'll commit to giving it, giving it, giving it, you'll make your law firm better and reduce your risk of malpractice. Oh, it's good all the way around. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more lessons from the vault.